Hello, everybody. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lombardo. We have another great show for you today. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to www.lifepouredoutintl.org. Um, as well as, hey, if you are on iTunes or if you're on Spotify, you can look up Awaken Podcast. And there's about probably 40-something shows right now. Um, for two years, I did Awaken Live, which was a live format show. If you go to YouTube, you can go to Michael Lombardo. And they'll literally, I think there's about 78 to 80 episodes with powerful people, interviews um, for you to glean from, hours and hours of content, free content for you guys to um, build yourself up, to inspire you, to challenge you. Um, in your walk with the Lord Jesus. And so you can tap into that. And if you're new to the show, every Monday and Thursday, a new show is released through the Charisma Podcast Network on all podcast outlets. And I have amazing people from around the world on the show that are really walking out this kingdom life. Um, people that are um, writing God messages um, and releasing books. Friends of mine that are seeing incredible testimonies take place from around the world. But also, you know, every other show, for the most part, I am releasing solo shows where I where I teach from the Word of God, and I release revelation to, to you know to um, give you a, a greater view of Jesus, to really show you who He is in greater depth from the words. So they'll fall more madly in love with Him every single day because He is madly in love with you. And so I'm grateful. This is my second time talking to Julie Meyer. She has spent over 15 years in Kansas City working alongside Mike Bickle to help establish the International House of Prayer. She's also a part of the leadership team overseeing the Global Prayer Room. She is a worship leader, songwriter, author. She's also been a part of staff at Forerunner Music um, Academy, teaching vocal lessons and pouring into next-generation worship leaders, singers, and musicians. She's also over a wonderful online worship community um, at www.intotheriver.net, which she'll tell you a little bit about at the end of the show but thank you, Julie, for joining me on the show today again. You are welcome. I'm so excited to talk with you again. <laughs> I love your passion for Jesus. It, he just he just shines through you. And so it's always oh. fun talking to you. Good. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, I know you have a huge passion and calling for singing the scriptures and equipping the church and the power of the word of God, singing the word of God. You've been heavily involved in worship, prophetic worship. You've um, you know, been a part of building the International House of Prayer in Kansas City with Mike Bickle, just like I shared earlier. You know, um, you, you wrote a book on singing the scriptures, which I highly recommend. We're going to be diving into some content there. But what I what I love to do is ask my guests about their encounter stories um, that that change their lives. Um, but I know you also you, you have a beautiful encounter story that's in line with singing the scriptures that took place at IHOP Kansas City. I'd love for you to tell me about that. Uh, which one? I believe it's the one with Misty, and you you write about it in your oh, book, singing yeah, the that scriptures. Was a good one. I, I love this story. Um, because I, most of my life, I, and I think this is, I meet so many people that just struggle with just self-identity and loving who they are, yeah. what they look like, what they sound like, uh, what they, you know, give, mm -hmm. um, their, their, their skill set. Yeah. But um, I, for years and years, struggled with really loving myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I always looked at how I could have done things better or should have done things better. And so yeah. in my eyes, I loved Jesus. I loved my family. I could 
I could sing, write, worship because I had this longing, I still do, mm-hmm. you know, to encounter him, for him to help me to be all I could be. But when I looked at myself, I the glass was always half empty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, when the House of Prayer started, I was actually there in 1983 when, you know, Bob Jones began prophesying about oh, yeah. uh, the house prayer, you know, so um, I lived for the house prayer for years and years because I had been part of the first meetings on God's going to, you know, rise up a house of prayer with singing and musicians. And when I, when we started worshiping at the house of prayer, um, what I love about Mike Bickle is his passion for the word. And, and so he was like, I want, the music, when we're singing, when we're praying, we're going to pray the Bible. We're going to pray the Bible. We're going to sing the Bible. And, um, but there was uh, Misty Edwards. She was simply amazing. And when she first started singing, uh, this is back when we were in our four double wide trailers put together, <laughs> it, it was just like, she just went right up to heaven and sat on the lap of God and just sang from that place. It was intimate. It was personal. It was personal. And she, she was, she would always be weeping. I mean, it and it was yeah. beautiful. It was this young, I think 19 year old mm. that had the soul of an 80 year old lover of God. <laughs> wow. Um, and I, so in my struggles and, and when the, when the young people came in, they just got it right away. Mike began to preach on Song of Solomon, um, Song of Solomon, the whole story, Song of Solomon two, Song of Solomon one five in my darkness, you say I'm beautiful or in my weakness, you pursue me. In my brokenness, you say, I love you here. Yeah. Um, and they just got it instantly. And then there was, you know, me that, that was, would come limping in. Um, and I would use, I always had to follow her on a Tuesday set. And it was always so incredible. And I remember when I would come and it would be, you know, the next session, and uh, she, I, when I sat down at the piano, I would always have to clean the tears off the keys. And I, it, was, it was so holy. But at the same time, I, ha- I would always have these little questions or these little one-liners. Well, mm-hmm. you never cry. You don't, you don't love yeah. God as much as her. You never cry. Yeah, I'm one of those people that I just get happier and happier and happier and happier. <laughs> um, I yeah. uh, so, but I, I people that cry when they're in His presence—it's so beautiful. I um, so you know th- that's just how God made me. Mm-hmm. But it it always just hurt my heart to have to take this paper towel and wipe her tears off. I was like, God, there's this just, this job is not for me. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm thinking, you don't love God like that. She is, you are twice her age. You don't even get what she gets. And so I'd have, it's all those, it's not 
really my thought. It's those arrows from Ephesians 6. It's the fiery darts of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And if you don't realize that they are fiery lies, then you think that it's you. And what happens is when we agree with those lies, well, then we go down the path of poor me. But if we know, if, if we can make that conscious choice, no, 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 that's the enemy right here. I will not agree with that. Bam, it shuts it off right there. But I didn't realize that. So this would have been in, um, you know, like 21 years ago. And I'm still like, you know, I'd loved Jesus for years and years. I just couldn't get over that hump. Yeah. And I, one day I got to the house of prayer and I was getting ready to, I was going to be on another team that day. And our team, um, the worship leader was Chris Dupree, who's an amazing worship leader, worship father. Um, and I had walked in because it was just a crazy morning. And, you know, everybody that was driving that morning was joyriding, which means they were going about 15 miles an hour. <laughs> Mm-hmm. just looking around and I needed to get somewhere at a time. <laughs> yeah. And when I got to the house of prayer, I was just frustrated and I walked into this little room and it was Chris to pray. And it was my vocal teacher, Paula Bowers, who is also incredible. And I sat down and they could tell. And, you know, Chris goes, Julie, what's, what's going on? And I said, there is no way that God loves me as much as he loves Misty Edwards. And I just kind of put my hand out, like, talk to the hand. There's, <laughs> I have nothing else to say. The matter is closed. Yeah, it's yeah. over. I'm washed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, the, fun, the funny part is, is they immediately start laughing. I mean, because they weren't laughing at me, but it was just, you know, this... Uh, we were all really, really good friends. And sure. you know how you can just be yourself with oh, really, really good friends. Absolutely. And but Chris, he's so awesome. And he goes, you know what? I was wondering what we were going to sing today. And he goes, we are going to go in and do our set. And we're going to sing from Song of Solomon 1. And he said, Julie, you are going to be the chorus leader. The chorus leader just leads out choruses that are really simple so that the whole room can join in. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're going to be the chorus leader. And he said, the only thing that you can sing for the next two hours is Song of Solomon 1-5. In my weakness, you love me. Wow. I am dark but lovely. He said, you can't sing anything else for two hours. And this was back in the day when, I mean, Mike would have been in the room. There wasn't a whole lot of people there. You know, two or three could be in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do remember the very first thing I sang was, even in my weakness, Jesus loves you. In my weakness, he loves you. Because I believe that. Um, And I remember Chris looked at me and he was like, he, he, he said, no, you, he gave me this look like you're yeah. not getting out of this. Yeah. Personalized. And this it. Yeah. was, <laughs> yeah. Well, and this was the war mm-hmm. inside of me because I'm looking at these words that I personally have never felt. Wow. And it didn't, it, it was, I, I was, I was basing everything on feelings. Now, sometimes you can, but a lot of times you cannot. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, that's why David in the Psalms so many times says, oh, my soul. He tells his soul what his soul is going to do that's right. and think. Mm. And the Psalms that he says, and my soul said, those aren't the good times. Yeah. Um, which is very interesting that when that when you find that in the Psalms, but that was the crisis in my head, and I can go back there and feel that it was a crisis of identity mm-hmm. because I'm reading this one sentence: "I am dark but lovely," and I'm supposed to sing this for two hours, and I don't feel lovely. Mm-hmm. I feel the first part of it. I feel dark that I can go for, yeah. mm-hmm. but the rest of it, I didn't feel yet. Um, and so that's, that's why I, I, that that's why it was such a crisis um, in, in, in my, in my head right then. Mm-hmm. But I just started singing it. I started singing it when I didn't feel it. And I feel like this is crucial for self identity. Yeah. And um or or saying the Bible out loud. A lot of times if we read the word in silence, I personally have experienced in my life, this isn't always true for everybody, that those words don't get deep down into the soul. And you know, you can memorize it, but we can live our whole life. On, on memorizing the Bible, which is good because it's memorized, but it doesn't drip down into the deep crevices of mm-hmm. our soul and all those broken places that are in on the inside. And so when I started singing this, I am dark but lovely. Uh, I am broken, but you pursue me. You know, really what I'm singing uh, is in a little way, it is Paul's, I want to know you in the power of resurrection, and I want to know you in the, the cup of suffering. Yeah. Um, because we all want to know him in, in glory, but to set beside him in suffering, that's, that's a whole other cup that is harder to drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And m- what I found is many people are suffering right in the midst of self-identity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God let me walk through that season because he really wanted me to get it yeah. so that I really could say, listen, I can walk you out of this. Because what I experienced after singing that one line for two hours is somewhere in the middle and I don't even know where in that two-hour period. It was as if God took his thoughts about me and replaced them. I mean, God took my thoughts about me and utterly replaced them with his thoughts about me. And from that point on, literally, I became a different person. I got it. And I love counseling. I've been counseling. You know, I grew up in a household. My mom was an alcoholic, been counselors. I'd always understood, you know, why I reacted to different situations. But I never had this 
experience of God just touching my heart, this heart encounter breakthrough. But that, it was a Tuesday morning, I still remember. (laughs) I got it. I got it that day. And what I realized, and this has helped uh, me, and I feel like it, it helped so many people. What I realized that day is it wasn't about me you know, agreeing with the word, because honestly, right then I didn't agree with it. I'm like, no, God, I'm dark and I'm dark and I'm yeah. just dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I started, I started singing something that my mind didn't agree with yet, but the power of the word of God, mm. it doesn't even matter. The power of the Bible, Hebrews four says the word of God is alive and full of living power. So when I simply began to sing a truth that I didn't have embraced in my heart, the power of the Bible that is living and alive, it had its perfect way with my heart. And it like trumped every emotion Mm -hmm. on the inside of me to where I came out of that meeting doing, I'm dark, but lovely. I'm his favorite. (laughs) And all the lilies of the valley, his eyes are upon me. And I love that this, my story is the story of the power of the living word of God. When we speak it out, sing it loud, say it loud, it will go forth and create. It will go forth and heal. It goes forth and it literally realigns things within our bodies and mindsets that are not right with God. And all it took was not a whole study of every chapter of the Bible, which I love. Mm -hmm. It took one scripture. Beautiful. I am dark, but lovely. It (laughs) took five words to change my life. (laughs) And it doesn't always take two hours, but that's a pretty short time (laughs) anyway. And I've never, ever went back there. Ever have I ever went, I'm terrible. You know, I'm just, I, I just, I know who I am. Amen. Amen. I love that. You know, one word of truth from, from the scriptures has the power to shit the power to shatter a thousand lies. And I just love what you said about um, how, you know, it's one thing to just meditate on the word, um, you know, read the word and believe it in your heart. But even the apostle Paul talks about salvation and he says, it's believing in your heart and speaking with your mouth. And so there's something so spiritual and powerful about believing something in your heart and then the confession of it, which brings the breakthrough and the manifestation of what you believe. And I, I love that you, you know, um, this is something that I wanted to talk to you about and we, tr- it's, it's a good transition into this. You talk about the lies, the fiery darts of the enemy, the lies you believed about yourself, about the Lord, his feelings towards you, how he sees you. And I just, you know, this, this story specifically, the power of singing the scriptures, the power of the word of God. You talk about in your book, it's literally putting your attention and your affection on Jesus and his word, on his truth. And you have, a, you have an entire chapter in your book that talks about the effects of singing the word, even on your brain. And I know that the renewing of the mind is so essential in scripture. And that's, and, and that's what happened to you. You declared the word, 
over and over and over again. Your feelings didn't, you know, your feelings weren't there. Your thoughts weren't there, but you kept declaring the truth of the word and it began to flood into your heart. The renewing of our mind is essential here. I believe singing the scriptures is a huge part of that. I'd love to hear a little bit about, I know you have a whole chapter about the effects on the brain of of singing the scriptures. Yeah, it is crazy because, um, I, um, I started experiencing this before I had language for what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because out of this, you know, just singing the word, um, because I sing a lot, you know, I used to, when my kids were little, I would, I would go, we're just going to sing all day today. You know, like I'd say, okay, you have to sing me what you want for dinner. I mean, it was just kind of fun just because I like to sing, but yeah. I started noticing that um, one time, I think it was 1983, going through a really, really emotionally hard time. I remember Mike Bickle telling me, and he goes, Julie, go open your Bible, go sing the Psalms, sit at your piano and sing the Psalms, Mm. sing the Bible. And that became my go to without language for why it worked. Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of did this experiment on, I'm just going to try this. I'm going to try if I'm scared, if I'm angry, if I'm frustrated, um, Mm. if I'm, you know, feel oppressed. Now there's the, not really oppression, but there's the heaviness of God on like the intercessor when he wants you to pray through for breakthrough. And mm-hmm. I kind of know what that feels like, but all the other negative emotions, I said, I am just going to sing. And I would just sing the Bible. And I found that um, 100% of the time, if <laughs> I would sing the Psalm or sing a scripture, that um, it would, that it would overtake every negative emotion that I had. And I thought, this is crazy. And I was doing a prophetic singing workshop and I was telling the story and a man came up to me at the end and he said that, um, uh, he goes, I can tell you why you're, this is happening. His best friend was a brain surgeon. And he said, um, He said, your brain is actually functioning as one. He said, singing is the only thing, the only thing that the the brain does where all of the lobes actually function together. Mm -hmm. And he said, so when you begin to sing and you're singing out loud, you're, you're using every single part of your brain to where all of that outside negativity can't come in. And so he gave me language and I, I started just researching it. I, if you go to Amazon, there are hundreds of books now on singing and the brain. Uh, mm. They're using it for medical and scientific research. There's one portion of the brain, which is our talking, what we're doing now. Then the other side of the brain is when we add a tone or this melody. And then the back side of the brain, when you add a little bit of rhythm and the front side of your brain is like this emotional response, which mm. is very critical in why we can renew our mind because the emotional response that I had from singing one 
scripture, five words for two hours, my emotional response is, I got it. And I remember that I got it. So I'm still walking in it. Beautiful. And um, I began to see, they, even on TED Talks, they, they have multiple people talking on the power of music and the brain. And um, so it's like I got my answer there. I'm not a scientist by any means, but literally in the people that I had talked with and the research I did shows the power of the brain when we sing. Um, so even to the point or, or when we listen to music, even listening to music. And I wrote in one of my chapters that they're using music right now for minor surgeries in larger hospitals they're asking patients do you want a you know like demerol or whatever drug that kind of you know yeah. makes you calm yeah. or or would you like to listen to music and there they have found that the people said i would like to listen to music that their bodies responded better to the minor surgery than those who took the drug. The drug. Mm -hmm. So they're seeing this uh, everywhere. They're using music to reach Alzheimer's, dementia. You can see it all over YouTube now. And that took me back to the Bible. You know, um, many people, which I love this, I think it's Dr. Sam Storms wrote a book called The Singing Sun you know, talking about how when God created the world and the Holy Spirit's right, you know, doing the activity. And John 1 tells us that the word was with God at the beginning, that the word that he actually sang it out. And it's, it's, it's so interesting yeah. that our Godhead is a singing God. Yes, he that is. It's interesting that creation sings. It's interesting, you know, Zephaniah 3, that God, he will, he will quiet us with his peace, and he will sing over us and dance around us. So there's something that I think David and Moses and Miriam, it's all over. I think there's something that they understand about the power of praise and the power of singing. It is beautiful for worship, but David used song for warfare. And yes. I wrote this in my book mm -hmm. that many scholars wrote down that they believe that when David went to war, that he went with a sword in his hand and a song on his lips. And so I just, I grabbed that and uh, they've also found out that when you sing, it activates all parts of your brain. So if you are a mathematician, there's this one section of your brain that will light up. A TED, TED Talks did this, which was great. Um, but then, you know, if you work in a bank, it might be something else. If you're a fitness coach, another part of your brain, you know, lights up. Mm -hmm. But then they asked every person to sing. And in every single person, every part of their brain was activated, which means we're using parts of our brain we never, ever use, which means that we're actually 
expanding our knowledge. We're expanding creativity. And so I'm like, my heart for writing, singing the scriptures was for all the non-singers, was for people that didn't make the worship team. Because to me, I'm like, I like to say singing the scriptures might not help you get on the worship team, but it will give you 100% breakthrough 100% of the time. And that's the whole science behind how God made our brain. Absolutely. So even the poorest of the poor or the, you know, you don't have to be brilliant. You just have to open your mouth. And I'll tell you what, I went to Chuck Pierce's two years ago and talked about singing the scriptures. And after I was done, Someone came up. They were the they were did the they did the the hands the, for the deaf community, and there was a larger community of deaf that were at his church. And they said he said they would like to meet you. And as I was walking, I was thinking here my thoughts again. Oh man, I've got to develop something. This is how, they probably didn't get this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about singing. When I walked up to this community. They were elated. They were like, thank you, thank you. So the next day, um, this one person, I didn't know who he was, he came up on stage and he begins to sing out in the spirit. And it went on longer than I was thinking as a worship leader. So I'm thinking, wow, something, Chuck is seeing something here that I'm not because Mm -hmm. it went on longer. And um, and then he kind of stopped and we kind of prayed for this other couple. But later that afternoon, this young gal came up from the deaf community and she was she had her the speaker there. But she said, that was my husband that went up and sang. He's never done that before. He's deaf, but he had to release his sound. And she said, and when he did. I felt this popping in my ear. And then someone else from the community, he just comes right up and he goes, hey, you couldn't totally understand him, but he's saying, I got to release my sound. And he just did this, oh, blast that it went, oh my gosh. I mean, if it's that, that the sound went it, 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 I, I'll never forget it because it was like everybody in the building took a step back because it's, it's about releasing the sound. And if the deaf community can find their voice, <laughs> Come on. surely the non-singing community can. Sure. And this is the power. And the thing about it is I have not even come on. In, this isn't even new. You know, everybody's looking for the new, fresh thing they can say. This is old news. <laughs> it's, it's from the Bible. Amen. And it's how they got breakthrough. Yes. David was his chief encourager because he sang his meditations, which would have been from the Torah or any Hebrew scriptures. So anyway, sorry, I'm going off. But it no, just it's, me it's good. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. You know, the subtitle this of is, your... I, this is, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me say one more thing. Sure. Let me say one more thing. This is why I'm so excited about this because I have been in, you know, I've been in ministry now. I can say for decades, I turned 60 
July 31st. I'm hoping my 60th birthday is not in quarantine, but (laughs) I'll be singing my way through it. If it is. But I can say after being in ministry and marriage for decades and decades, that singing the Bible works. I feel like I have longevity in my life now since I've been singing it since 1983 daily that I can say the one thing that will never let you down is if you sing the word. And it doesn't even matter if you are depressed. David started singing the Bible. He started singing when he was depressed, when he was angry, when he was in sin, when he was discouraged, when he was dismayed. And every time his singing on his meditations led him to hope and led him to conquering joy. And God will do the same with us. And that's been my history. And I can, with longevity in my life, say, singing the Bible has kept me full of oil. And I say this in all humility, because it's only the Bible. It's nothing about myself. But Mm -hmm. because I just opened it and sang it, it's it's put oil in my lamp. I've never backslidden. I, 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 I just have grown in my love for God, even in my weakness. And so that's why that's my passion. Let's all let's find our voice like the deaf community found theirs in singing the Bible. Yes, it's it's a testimony of Jesus and the power of the word of God. And, you know, you're you're encouraging people who um, don't necessarily sing that they're, you know, they're not on a worship team, you know, maybe they can't really sing that well, you know, the way I'd love to just kind of end, end out with, with, with an encouragement to all people, not just singers and musicians is what, what would that look like on, on a practical level for them to incorporate singing the word of God into their life and in, the, in their devotional time? Is it in the car? Is it throughout their day? What would you say to kind of encourage them and push them in that direction? Um, well, number one, <clears throat> the the first step is just saying it out loud. I mean, a lot of people do silent reading and that's okay, but I have personally found my ears need to hear the sound of myself saying it out loud. So start with just saying the Bible out loud, just say it out loud. But then just like, I'm like, number one, sing in the shower. Everybody sounds good in the shower because of reverb, okay? Uh, another one, they have these mics now, and I'm serious about this, they, that you can get. They're really cheap that have reverb in them. Get one of those because sometimes when it's a little echoey, it covers a multitude of pitchiness. Uh-huh. Um, but just the uh, what you can do, another, and I'm actually, when I, I make it as a joke, but I'm really serious about it. You just get one of those. Every single person will sound good. Um, But just start with singing one note at a time. A Mm -hmm. final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all God's. I mean, just say, sing it on one note. And when you get comfortable with that, then add one more note or add one more note. I mean, it's not like you're trying to write a beautiful song that's going to get an Academy Award. You're you're want to sing your way to breakthrough. So simple is easy. 
one note, two notes, the more <clears throat> you sing it, the more you're going to start hearing melodies in your head. Mm-hmm. And the key is that nothing is wrong. It's all right. It's all good. And it's all right. So that's my, my little tiny keys. And just get where you're by yourself so that, you know, sing in the car. When nobody's at home, just use that to sing. And, and if you're not used to it, you've got to push a little bit. Sure. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Um, just push through. We also have a, this is a great tool. Uh, we have a CD called Sing that's available on my website. And it is um, uh, nine different chord prog- nine different chord progressions. Um, they're different musical styles, and they they go about six to eight minutes. And it's they just kind of unwrap. They're super easy to sing to, so you could just put the CD on, open your psalms, and begin to sing. But there's different musical styles because. A musical style is just a chord progression. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, this belongs to God, this belongs to the devil. No, it's all God's. So there's lots of easy, easy ones, but then there's some real fun ones like, like a Nora Jones jazz, some electric guitar, some techno. Um, and it just helps you with some backing music to sing. Wow. And it's called Sing. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I know you also have an online worship community. I, you know, for those who are listening right now that may want to be a part of a community of worshipers, how could they uh, get plugged in and tell us a little bit about that? We have an online worship community called Into the River, and the website is intotheriver.net. And what we have been doing in June of 2016, I begin to sing my way through the Psalms and every month record a Psalm, a hymn and a, uh, and then I pray it. And we um, upload that every single month to 24 seven radio. So since June, we've recorded Psalm one clear through Psalm 51 this month, because of the, what we're going through with the worldwide virus, yeah. We recorded Psalm 91. It just seemed like the right time for Psalm 91. Mm-hmm. So we have like over 40 hours of soaking with the Psalms with easy choruses so people can grab those choruses and bring the Psalms into our everyday lives. That's the point is really walking in the promises and the benefits of the Psalms. And as I love Dr. Uh, Brian Simmons, you know, all the Psalms point us to Jesus. Um, And then we do weekly Bible studies about the Psalms and we do live uh, monthly interactive classes where I interview different leaders around the world. So it's been going four years and we've got an amazing community that, you know what, they're finding encouragement and breakthrough just because they're soaking in the Psalms, which is, again, it's not my words. Yeah. I'm just singing from the Bible. So that's, that's into the river. If people are interested, they can check it out. So Absolutely. I love your heart for singing the scriptures. It's changed my life. I love the word of God, speaking the word of God, singing the word of God. It's all over the scriptures. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I even met my wife singing the scriptures in Mozambique, Africa with Heidi Baker's ministry. I was a staff. I oh went through the God. school. Yeah. Yeah. I went through the school and I staffed the school, um, a year or so. That's where I met my I wife. I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Heidi, That's ga- awesome. Heidi gave me a ring. I proposed to my wife in Mozambique over there by the water. And so, but, uh, we actually met, there was a group of us, we had a djembe and an acoustic guitar and I opened up the scriptures and it's funny. It almost started out as a joke. I opened up the book of lamentations because there's not much encouraging stuff in the book of lamentations, but we, we pulled out the scriptures that magnify the Lord, that declare who he is, you know, hope and goodness. And we just began to sing and there was such a tangible glory presence of God. And then people from all over the base in Mozambique began to gather and sing and worship with us. There was such an electric electricity and a presence of God and me and my wife you know met there singing together and anyway so I have a fondness I love the word prophetic worship you know and so I um I absolutely That's love good. talking about this and so thank you so much yeah, well, for then being... you probably loved you probably loved the chapter then in here of uh when I was in Pimba and we were oh, almost gonna yeah. get stoned <laughs> yes yes <laughs> oh my god uh-huh so cool. So Heidi, cool. sing. She would. Hey, if you are going to get martyred by stoning, sing the Bible. And I'm telling you, rocks will get, th- they will not get thrown at you. They will get let go. They will get let go. And if they, and if they don't, at least you go out singing to Jesus. In oh the man. <laughs> you go out with a sound. With a sound beholding his face. That's so powerful. And so thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. I, Julie, thank you for speaking with me today and sharing your heart and your story and your passion for singing the scriptures and the power of the word of God. I highly recommend uh, into the river.net. Is there another website as well for people to plug, you know, plug into your ministry or your travel, anything like that? Uh, uh, they can go to Julie Meyer ministries.com. Julie Meyer ministries. That has our, more of our, our CD store. And then the online community is, into the river.net ministries.com or into the river.net perfect perfect thank you julie for being with me it's always great talking to you i love your energy and your passion oh you bet so god bless you and have an incredible day yes sing the word everybody everyone (laughs) amen thank you jesus for those who are listening right now um thank you so much for tuning in to awaken podcast make sure to subscribe rate review the podcast share this with your friends and family those you know they'll be blessed by today's show we want to get this out to more people so they can be challenged inspired blessed encouraged by the gospel of our lord jesus christ i look forward to speaking with you next time on awaken podcast <laughs>